Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio, uh, for Sunday, April 10th, 2022. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Melvin Gaines. We welcome anyone and everyone to these messages. We love your participation, and we certainly wouldn't uh, mind a few comments here and there just to let us know how good you feel about the message or if there is something you wanted to hear or something that didn't right, hit you the right way. We appreciate all comments. But in the meantime, let's go ahead and get started with today's message, and let's start it with a word of prayer. Father, thank you for this time that you've set aside for us to sit before you and hear you speak to us. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the promises that you will reveal to us in this message today related to Palm Sunday. We thank you again for your presence, and we thank you for how much you truly love us. And Lord, we know that you have standards, of course, but even in those standards, you show your love for us and your patience with us because of your grace and your forgiveness and your mercy. And we thank you for all of those things. Help us, Lord, as we go forward to live in such a manner where we honor you and glorify you in all that we do. And we give you praise and thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen. To make friends... You need to live in such a manner that promotes an atmosphere of friendship. Makes sense, right? Being a friend to another person requires, of course, friendly behavior. Courteousness, being polite, being good-natured. The antithesis of friendliness is to live in a selfish manner or to be mean-spirited. Going further, your messages to others are best received when there is an underlying calm instead of those delivered with nervousness and tension. It's true that words used are normally perceived as being courteous, but you can have the meaning changed if they are spoken with sarcasm and negativity. Having a positive influence on others requires a special, uh, peaceable approach and a special demeanor. Don't we need more of this within the body of Christ? Friendliness and love for others is the best way to emulate the character of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to earth because he loved his greatest creation, and that was that of mankind. He wanted to reach them and culminate his plan of salvation and create the opportunity for everyone to have fellowship with him for all eternity. He would do so with his message of love and peace. Please turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Luke chapter 2. Let's look at verses 10 through 14. Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 14. Luke 2, verses 10 through 14. Now, this will be the New King James Version. Uh, please follow along with your version. Verse 10, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. In verse 13, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, 
Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. His plan, Jesus' plan, was to bring peace to those persons that recognize him as Lord and Savior. That is exactly what the gospel message is all about. Now today we're going to spend some time on the life of Jesus just a week before he rose from the dead after his crucifixion. He was traveling with his disciples to Jerusalem at the culmination of his ministry on earth. One of his comments as he approached Jerusalem, the main city of the Israelites, it reflected his love for the Jewish people, the chosen nation, at the same time, his frustration with the people because of their inability to recognize who he was to them, their savior of peace. Take a look, please, at Luke chapter 19, verses 41 and 42. Luke chapter 19, 41 and 42. Luke 19, 41 and 42. This is the New Living Translation. Verse 41, But as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people would understand the way to peace. But now it is too late, and peace is hidden from your eyes. Now it should make you wonder how Jesus feels about today's generation of people who have been pulled away from following Jesus and his good news. Not just the Jewish people, but all people. While Jesus can do anything, he cannot force, or he does not, excuse me, he does not force anyone to accept his teachings. It must be disappointing for Jesus to look upon those who choose to live under their own desires. Please consider this as you think of others who are living in this manner and pray for them. Our desire should be to see them celebrate with us, recognizing how Jesus conquered sin and death for us. We want to celebrate with them. Amen? That should be our prayer for those people who we know who don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ's entry into Jerusalem is what we recognize today as our celebration of Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday. It was a day of great celebration for the people who acknowledged Jesus as the long-awaited Messiah, the Savior of their people. At the same time, we are reminded that Jesus lamented over those who chose to ignore him as the Messiah. They were afflicted with spiritual blindness. Isaiah, the prophet, had already made the same declaration about Israel during his prophecy of Jesus' coming. Take a look at Isaiah chapter 42. And we're going to read verses 18 through 22. Isaiah 42, verses 18 through 22. Now this is in the New Living Translation. Verse 18, Isaiah 42. Listen, you who are deaf, look and see, you blind. Who is as blind as my own people, my servant? Who is as deaf as my messenger? Who is as blind as my chosen people, the servant of the Lord? 
You see and recognize what is right, but refuse to act on it. You hear with your ears, but you don't really listen. Verse 21, because he is righteous, the Lord has exalted his glorious law. But his own people have been robbed and plundered, enslaved, imprisoned, and trapped. They are fair game for anyone and have no one to protect them and no one to take them back home. The summary of this is that many are going to hear about the good news, but they won't listen. As we love Jesus, he gives us a heart for those who are indeed spiritually blind. And thank God for that, because those people need our prayers. Those people need our support. Those people need our help to help them see the truth. Pray for them. Stay in prayer for them as we humble ourselves before Jesus. And that's what we must do. Let's note the words of Jesus to the physically blind man who had previously spoken to the Pharisees about Jesus's healing power and the response of the Pharisees. Now we're going to look at John chapter 9, verses 35 through 41. Please go to John 9, verses 35 through 41. John 9, verses 35 through 41. This is the English Standard Version. I'm going to pick up with verse 35, John chapter 9. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and having found him, he said, being the man who was physically blind, having found him, he said, do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, and who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Verse 37, Jesus said to him, you have seen him, and it is he who is speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Jesus said, for judgment I came into this world that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Verse 40, some of the Pharisees heard, near heard him, near him heard these things and said to him, are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say, We see, your guilt remains. Despite Israel's continual inability to maintain a relationship with God all throughout their history, and even see the true Messiah with their very eyes, Jesus still declared love for his people. That's really important to keep in mind. In spite of our faults, in spite of our transgressions, Jesus still loves us. He came to them in peace because he knew that those who would follow him would carry forth his message of peace. He also knew that those who would not accept him would cause division. And of course, we see that today. Take a look at Luke chapter 12, verses 49. We'll start at 49 and go through to 54. Luke 12, Luke chapter 12, verses 49 through 54. And this verse, these verses here are very strong and intense in nature, but they prove a point. Starting at verse 49, I have come to set the world on fire. This is Jesus speaking. 
and I wish it were already burning. I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me, and I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. Verse 51. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I have come to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me and two against, or two in favor and three against. Verse 53. Father will be divided against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Verse 54. Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, When you see clouds beginning to form in the west, you say, Here comes a shower. And you are right. Can you see where the message of Jesus will attract those who love him and repel those who love themselves more? Can you see it? That's why he said there will be divisions amongst us. Jesus came to us in peace, but the results of his ministry were anything but peaceful. He reached many people with his message of peace, and thankfully it's a peace beyond all human understanding. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Jesus also brought change that stirred the people towards a true worship and fellowship with God, much to the consternation of the Jewish religious leadership. I'm going to read a series of verses in Matthew 21, Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. Please turn to that passage, Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11. And this will be the English Standard Version, so I'm going to ask that you follow along in this because we're going to cover verses 1 through 11. And we want you to see the description here. This is basically when, essentially when Jesus came to Jerusalem and it's going to describe what takes place as he arrives there. Starting in verse 1. Now when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, the, to the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village in front of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord needs them. And he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, saying, Say to the daughters of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. And that refers to Isaiah 62, 11 and Zechariah 9, 9. Continuing in verse 6 of Matthew chapter 21. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, and put, them, put on them their cloaks, and he sat on them. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Verse 9, 
And the crowds that went before him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred up, saying, Who is this? And the crowd said, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth of Galilee. Now, there are several items to consider, several notes to uh, look at here with Jesus' journey to Jerusalem. The first object that we need to take a look at closely is the donkey. The donkey. Jesus chose the donkey because it was a humble way to enter the city. In Eastern tradition, the donkey was an animal of peace. Most kings or noblemen used horses in the day, which symbolize a declaration or presence of war. The donkey was more of a communication that Jesus came in peace. He came in peace with a message of peace. He came as the Prince of Peace. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 says, For unto for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Amen. The second thing to consider here in uh, Jesus' entry into Jerusalem is the clothing, the clothing and the palm branches, because those both went together here. In many lands in the ancient eastern region, it was customary to cover the path of someone who was worthy of honor. This honor was bestowed upon Jehu, son of Jehoshaphat, in 2 Kings 9.13. In Jesus' case, there were people putting their clothing on the ground, along with cut palm branches from the Greek word phoenix, P-H-O-I-N-I-X. There was an existing Jewish tradition, Feast of Tabernacles, that involved the use of palm branches as part of the celebration. That's in Leviticus 23.40. In Greco-Roman culture of the Roman Empire, the palm branch was also viewed as a symbol of victory and triumph. In ancient Egyptian religion, the palm was carried in funeral processions as a representation of eternal life. These are amazing things to behold. It later became a symbol of Christian martyrdom as a symbol of spiritual victory over death. Let's take a look here at Revelation 7-9. Turn to Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. We're going to look at verses 9 and 10 for another significant use of palm branches. It's in Revelation. Revelation 7, verses 9 and 10. Revelation 7, verse 9. This is the English Standard Version. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. 
Amen. Palm branches. There's a day coming when those who believe in Jesus as Lord and Savior will be in that multitude, shouting in celebration. It's only the love of Jesus Christ that gives us the heart and mind of prayer for the lost. May we act on what Jesus refers to us in our hearts and minds when it comes to praying for those who don't know him. Palm Sunday is a message of celebration, but it is also a message of hope for those who need to decide to follow Jesus. Jesus entered the city with humility and the people responded to him as royalty. Imagine his presence with the showering of clothing and palms, with the joyous shouts of the people. What a glorious moment it must have been for the people. It was a celebration. And he was the reason for the celebration. Amen. The third point I want to cover is the use of the word Hosanna. Hosanna. Hosanna comes from the use of similar words in both Greek and Hebrew to mean save or rescue. Possibly the word savior. Similar words in Greek and Hebrew. How about that? Take a look at Mark 11, verses 8 through 10. We read in Matthew chapter 21. Let's look at Mark's version that covers this passage of uh, Palm Sunday, refers to Palm Sunday. Mark 11, verses 8 through 10. This will be the Christian Standard Bible version. Mark 11, starting in verse 8. Many people spread their clothes on the road, and others spread leafy branches cut from the fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. The people who saw Jesus were making a public declaration with a loud shout, by the way, that he was the Messiah that brought salvation to their people. John the Baptist declared that he was the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And it would be less than a week from that time that when Jesus would indeed sacrifice himself to atone for the sins of the people, all people, past, present, and future. He was the lamb without blemish who was slain for all of us. Amen. John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 reflects how much Jesus loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. That is his mission, that was his mission, and it remains his mission today. It's in his character. He wants all people to acknowledge him and be saved. When we look at Palm Sunday, the traditional beginning of Holy Week, let us remember the significance of the events of Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem 
the very nature of who Jesus is to each of us and how much he gave to us. He's the one who loves his people unconditionally. Jesus provided us a living example of humility, a humble leader, indeed a servant leader. Amen? Jesus reflected his deity. He is king of kings and lord of lords. The clothing that was dropped before him reflected that he indeed was deity. The representation of eternal life that was reflected in the palm branches. The palm branches represent eternal life. His presence of peace that surpasses all understanding. Those moments when you're going through difficulty and yet there is this overwhelming peace that you experience. There's no other explanation for that peace than the presence of Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to go to the Amplified Bible, and I'm going to give you a verse, John 14, verse 27. Please go to John 14, 27. Now, follow along in your Bible, but I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible, which I don't pull from very often, but I love the way the Amplified Bible emphasizes exactly what Jesus is reflecting in his comment. Verse 27, John 14, the Amplified Bible. Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. I think you see where I'm going with that. That's what peace does for us. His peace. In a few short days after this event, when he went to Jerusalem, the joyful celebration experience that day would be a distant memory because of the shocking development when Jesus went to the cross. No one at that time would understand why it happened or that it even had to happen the way it did. But we all know today that it had to happen for him to be the atonement for our sins. His holiness through the sacrificial blood of Christ covers our sins. He came to earth to go to the cross to save his people, the people that he loves. Please don't hesitate to focus on the love of Jesus and for those who are still on the fence as to their own personal relationship with him. Your fervent and consistent prayers are powerful. James chapter 5 verse 16 in the English Standard Version says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Amen.
prayer is so powerful. You can feel it work in your life. You can feel its healing power in your life. The word indeed does heal. It was his plan. It was Jesus' plan from the very beginning. Jesus loved us then, and he loves us now. His love for each one of us is eternal. It's eternal. He is worthy of our celebration for everything he has done for us. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. Let's pray. Father, you indeed have shown us through the event of when you return to Jerusalem that you indeed are worthy of our praise and worship for all that you have done for us and all that you continue to do for us. We thank you for the symbols that reflect your deity, your peace, and our eternity with you. You indeed are the uncreated creator. You've always existed. And we thank you for your presence in our lives right now. Lord, as we pray to you about our own lives and those areas where we need to take to you forgiveness, we still want the Spirit to reveal things to us that we're not recognizing. Lord, we want your Spirit to teach us about how we need to humble ourselves before you as we in turn humble ourselves before others. And Lord, give us the mindset to be prayerful of those in our lives who do not have a relationship with you. And Lord, may it not be a prayer like once in a blue moon, but may it be a fervent, regular, daily prayer that we want to see those people come to your saving knowledge. We thank you. We ask all of these things as we move forward in our lives today in service for you and with a desire for greater understanding as we experience your peace. In your precious name we pray, amen. Thank you for joining me today for the message for Palm Sunday, April 10th, 2022. Again, my name is Melvin Gaines. You take care of yourself and we will see you next time.